You can make your way back to your seats this evening. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Hope you enjoyed uh, revival this week when Brother Moppin had two wonderful messages. And we're thankful for what the Lord spoke to this congregation on those nights. And looking forward to what the Lord is going to continue to do. So we head into the summer months. Looking forward to Mother's Day uh, this weekend. So please make sure you take care of Mama. Make sure you come out. Young people, make sure you put on your Sunday best. Don't fight Mom this Sunday. Just get out here to church. Have a good time with the Lord. Got a couple treats for you. I know the Sunday school department's been working on some things to pass out. Uh, we may have some special speakers or so here or there. Uh, so we're looking forward uh, to this coming Sunday and being together and worshiping. Amen. If we'll stand all across this place for the reading of the word, Ephesians uh, chapter 6, verse 11. Kids Quest. Kids Quest does need to go out. Kids Quest. Well, we're talking about kids. I, I was asked to put a plug in for the triplets. They're having something at, uh, at the high school in Wapahani that's open to everybody. It's a, a good time. It uh, looks like a carnival, I believe is what it is. So come on out if you want to do that and support a great cause. Uh, they asked for me to announce that. It goes to Riley. And Riley's very close to my heart. and uh, So looking forward to that. Amen. I know that's a big push right now with all of our schools. Uh, this tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow at 5 o'clock. So if you want to go out with your kids, go have a great time together and support a good cause, and you'll be able to see some of our young people out there. We'll put them to work, put our kids to work. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11, very familiar scripture. The Bible says, put on the whole armor of God, and you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Amen. Tonight, I just want to speak on that topic, a time to stand. One more time, can we lift our hands to heaven and just ask the Lord to open our hearts, our minds, our souls today. Amen. Prepare our hearts. Lord, we love you. God, we praise you. We worship you, God. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be in your house tonight. God, thank you, Lord, for each and every person that's here, Lord God. You know everything we're facing. God, every trial, every tribulation, every good, every bad. God, I pray, Lord Jesus, you begin to encourage, strengthen. God, anoint, direct. God, I know there's a lot that we carry on our minds, a lot we're carrying on our hearts. God, a lot on our shoulders right now. God, of different things going on. God, but I pray for a moment, God, that we could look past all of that. God, and to focus on your word, Lord Jesus, the word that will lift us up, that will encourage us, that will keep us, Lord God, that will sustain us, Lord Jesus. God, bind us together tonight, Lord, in the name of Jesus, God. Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. You can be seated. Ecclesiastics uh, chapter 3, verse 1 talks about season. It says, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. We know there are great times of harvest. There's times of joy, times of prosperity, good times, times of birth, times of life, times that we love and we live for. But at that same time, we know that there are also times of famine, times of sadness, times of loss, 
times that we just don't fully understand, God, why this, why now, times of uncertainty. And I don't know about you, but if you've been serving God for very long at all, uh, you know that this happens to just about everybody. Everybody. The Bible lets us know that it rains on the just and the unjust. So seasons happen. Situations happen. Life happens. It's life. Amen. The car doesn't start for the person that's in church, and the car doesn't start for the person that's not in church. Right? I mean, it happens. Unexpected bills come to those that serve God and those that don't serve God. So those things come up, and it's important that as life happens, as struggles come, that we remember what the Lord gave us. The Lord gives us remedies for everything. If we'll get into our word, we'll know that uh, there's not anything that we'll go through or we'll face that God has not given us direction on how to overcome. Amen. The Bible lets us know he was tempted on all points. Amen. So he understands what we're going through. It says that we don't serve a high priest that doesn't understand, amen, the, the trials and the things that we go through, but he was there. He knows your hurt. He knows pain. He knows situations. So as he begins to equip us with things, he gives us items to withstand issues and struggles. And Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 through 13 tells us this, that we put on the whole armor of God, that we may be able to stand, a time to stand, to stand against the wiles of the devil. This scripture lets us know that there will be difficult times, but he's also given us protection to get through those things. We have to understand and realize what we are facing. In verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, things we cannot see, things that we don't fully understand, uh, things that are out of our comprehension, Those are the kind of things that we're fighting against. And we must realize that these are uh, things of the enemy. It's not our neighbor. It's not our brothers. It's not our sisters. Amen. That's not who we're supposed to stand up against. That's not who we're supposed to fight against. We're supposed to support each other and help each other, uh, not to attack each other. So the Lord lets us know that there's going to be things that we have to tear down that are coming to defeat us, and we have to know who that enemy is. Verse 13 lets us know that as we put on the whole armor of God, it gives us the ability to withstand the evil day. And having done everything we can think about doing, to stand. Not a revelation. Not scientific research. It's simple. There will be times in your life where the only thing that you can do, know how to do, and have an understanding to do, is stand. Don't go backwards. Don't go forwards. Don't go to the left or to the right. But hold your ground. I believe the Lord wants us to know that it's all right just to stay put sometimes. It's all right just to stand, gather what's going on around us, listen, listen. That's a hard one, isn't it? Because when we're going through it, we want to talk our way out of it. Our mind's going 100 miles an hour trying to figure out what our exit plan is. I don't want to be here. I want to get out. Am I going to fight? Am I going to flight? I got to do something. I just can't stand here. But sometimes the Lord just says, you know what? That's what you need to do. Stand. We find that in Exodus chapter 14. Read the story here. It says, and he made ready his chariots, Pharaoh here, and took his people with him. 
and he took 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt and captains, every one of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel. Things were supposed to be over. Trials and tribulations were gone. It's supposed to be a good Monday because we just had a great revival on Sunday. This is Monday. It's happening. They were delivered on Sunday, and then Monday came along. Kicked them a little bit. And the children of Israel went out with a high hand, but the Egyptians pursued after them. All the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them encamping by the sea beside uh, and before Bethesda, uh, that word. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes and beheld the Egyptians marched after them. And they were sore afraid, and the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. So they looked around them, and the Egyptians are coming after them. And they said unto Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, Hast thou taken us away to this wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt us with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is it not in his word that he, uh, we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we would die in the wilderness. I, I'm, I'm, I'm crazy right now. I'm freaking out right now. Do you see everything that's going on around us? The Bible lets us know there would have been a mountain on the left side, and there's a mountain on the right side, and there's this big Red Sea in front of us, and there's an angry army behind us. We just killed their first son. They're angry. They're mad. And in that middle of chaos, in the middle of uncertainty, when you're literally surrounded on every edge, something overtook Moses. And I don't know what it was. It had to be a relationship with God. It had to be those things that the Lord told him at that burning bush that just calmed his spirit in that moment. You know what I'm talking about when you're looking around and everything's going crazy and all of a sudden just a peace. A peace that passes all understanding. I don't know why I feel this way right now, but I feel this way right now. I feel joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. I just feel okay. I feel like we're going to be all right. And he speaks up to the people as they're having a fit in a mess. We should have just stayed in Egypt. You brought us out here to die. And Moses had the audacity to look at these people and say, fear not. Stand still. I don't know about you, but I've been in situations where I've been over a lot of people. And telling them to fear not and stand still is not an easy task. And when you're looking at a million some people that are upset, that are mad, that are angry, and coming to get you, the last thing they want to hear from you is stand still and don't fear. But there must have been an authority in his voice. There must have been pleasure upon him, amen, with the people for him to be able to look at them and say, fear not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord which he will show to you today. The Egyptians who you have seen today, ye shall again see them no more. In verse 14, the Lord shall fight for you, and he shall hold your peace. How in this moment does Moses have enough about himself to say stand? Something inside of him said, I don't want to go back to where we used to be. That mountain over there doesn't look good for us. That mountain over here doesn't look for it, good for us. And if I go forward right now, there's going to be a mess. 
So I'm not leaving this place. There's got to be moments and times in our relationship with God that we kind of get a little stubborn. And we say, I don't care what you throw at me. I don't care what's coming towards my family. I don't care what issues arise. I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to stand firm. God, I, God's, God's dealt with me before. God's moved before. He's come through before. So what we're going to do right now is stand still. See, what he was looking for that day was not the mountains. He was not looking for a way out, but he was looking for a way through. Because there would have been a promise that was on Moses' heart that day. A promise that was showed to him. A promise that was revealed to him one day when he was out all by himself in the wilderness walking around with the sheep. When he stepped on a miraculous thing taking place. When all of a sudden he looked out and he saw something over here flashing and burning. And what in the world is going on over here? Something just doesn't look right. The Bible says he adventured over there and he looked and he saw a miracle taking place. And I believe Moses was replaying this over and over in his head. Lord, I know. I know it was you in that, in that bush. Because it was in that bush that it was consumed with fire, but it did not burn up. It was in that bush where that voice came out that, that made me realize who you were and allowed me to have a revelation of what you are to me. In that moment when everything's going wrong, he was thinking back to that place. We have to use the encounters we have with God today to get us through the trials and tribulations tomorrow. We have to have encounters with God every time we come into the house of the Lord. Because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring us. We don't know the issues that we're going to come against. So we need that fresh word, that fresh anointing, that fresh voice that reminds us that, you know what, I've heard the cry. I've heard the sorrow. I look down and I see how my people are oppressed. The Lord knows where you're at. The Lord hears your cry even when you feel like you're praying and it's not going anywhere. Even when everybody else is dancing and shouting around you and you don't feel even a goosebump. God sees it. And God knows it. And God cares for you about it. And he looked down at Moses that day when he was outside the burning bush and says, let me tell you where I'm going to take them. Right now they're in bondage, but I'm going to deliver them. Right now they're going through all kinds of craziness, but I'm going to see their way through. Not only that, but I'm going to take them to a good and a large land that flows with milk and honey. Remember, we're talking about what Moses is thinking about as he's facing the Red Sea. And that calmness comes over. Sometimes you've got to remind yourself and replay the good. There's something better for me. There's something on the other side of this mess. There's something on the other side of this trial and this tribulation. and I've got to stand right here. Because if I go to my left or to my right, it's going to get me off track. If I go run up in the mountains, I may never get there. If I turn around to my enemy, I'm never going to get there. If I run into the sea right now, I'm never going to get there. But God, until you make a way, you said we're going to get there. You said you're going to provide a way. So I'm going to wait until it opens up. Be calm in what you're going through right now. He said he's going to take you to it and through it and allow you to live in it, trust in it. It was a land that Joshua would later describe as dwelling in a place that they did not build. 
And they were able to feast off of vineyards they did not plant. It was going to be a glorious place. It's easy to focus on the issues and the trials. It's much more difficult to stand. That's what I'm asking you to do tonight. As he began to look around and he began to try to calm, he says, hey, I need you to know and to see the salvation of the Lord that's getting ready to take place. God is getting ready to reveal himself to you once more if you'll stand. Psalms chapter 121, verses 1 says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My health cometh from the Lord, which maketh heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. I said, when I plant right here, my foot's not going to be moved. As long as I don't move it, as long as I don't walk away, God's going to take care of me. God's going to keep my foot planted. And that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. Nothing's going to sneak up on him. He knew the Egyptians were going to come after them. He knew they were going to be at a place where mountains are on both sides and the sea in front of them. But he was still with them and around them. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. Verse 6, the sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. Verse 8, the Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Do you understand who is on your side today? I understand that the world's going to come against you. The enemy's going to raise up like a flood. But there's a moment we can stand knowing who is protecting me, who is surrounding me, who has my back and surrounds me on every side. He's not going to allow you to be taken out after he just gave you a promise. He's not going to allow you to be destroyed after he gave you that promise. Come on, the enemy knew where they were heading. The enemy knew where God's people were getting ready to go. And he was trying to do everything he could at the last moment to keep them from their promised land. When they thought they were delivered, when they thought it was all over. And I would tell you right now, you may think the trials were over. Amen. But the enemy knows where you're heading. And he wants to do everything he can to prevent you from walking in a place that flows with milk and honey. You're being tried. If you're going through crazy stuff right now, you're on the right path. It's a good thing if the enemy's fighting you because it means he doesn't want you to advance any longer. Because if they get on the other side of that river, that water, I don't have control of them anymore. I don't have my hand on them any longer if they get out of my reach. So what's going to happen? What's going to take place? Amen. The Bible lets us know that during that time when he says stand still, that the Lord begin to move in this situation. And he says, instead of moving where you're at, I want you to reach for your hand. I want you to reach forwards. Not backwards, not side to side, but I want to, you to take what I've given you. Take what I've put in your hand and touch the issue. Touch the problem. Touch the obstacle. And watch what I do. God's not going to leave you. God's not going to forsake you. In that moment, they were able to see another miracle take place as the waters begin to rescind on both sides and the ground dried up. That shouldn't happen. That shouldn't take place. But God says, I'm going to see you through. I think of another 
group of people that had to learn how to stand. I think of the Hebrew boys in Daniel chapter 3. It tells of these three boys that were told that when you hear all this music and the sound, that you need to bow yourself down to King Nebuchadnezzar. You need to give him your rights. You need to give him your worship. And you need to give him everything about your future. Because this is who you serve now. As that music began to play, the Bible lets us know that they look around and there were three young men who refused to fall. Everybody else in that moment, the Bible lets us know, fell to the ground. But there were three that says, I'm standing. There was three that says, no, this isn't right. Something doesn't feel right about this situation. I know everybody else is wanting to bow down to it, but something in this place right now doesn't feel right. And I've refused to bow. I refuse to leave where I am right now. So they stood. They understood there would be a cost that comes with standing. I said, when you stand up for what's right, there's a cost that may come. You may lose some things, but you don't lose your identity. You may lose friends. You may lose support from people. But you don't lose who God's made you to be. When I refuse to lose my ministry because we want to kneel down and bow down to things that we know isn't right. That's not right. We don't do it that way. We don't handle situations this way. There's a better way. There's got to be a moment that we stand as a church and we don't give up any ground to what's coming up around us. Daniel chapter 3, verse 16 and 18. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego facing Nebuchadnezzar, looking before them and realizing, my destiny is inside that furnace. Stood and began to talk. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom ye serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. They knew where they were heading. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if he doesn't deliver us, if he doesn't come through, my mind has not changed. If it doesn't happen how I thought it was going to happen, my mind is not altered. But I know without a shadow of a doubt who the king of kings and the Lord of lords is. So whether he saves me or he doesn't save me, I refuse to remove myself from this position right now. I will not bow down to you. I will not give up my identity or the authority that God put in me. I will not worship anything else. You know the story. They were thrown into that fiery furnace. But since they refused to bow a knee, they encountered God in the middle of their fiery trial. Let me remind you today that if we learn to stand in the right time, we'll find God in the most unexpected places. Come on, they never had an encounter with God like this before. They didn't have the Holy Ghost. They didn't have the anointing that you and I have. They couldn't feel Him like we feel Him until they were in the middle of a fiery furnace. Because you're willing to stand in front of the world the Bible lets us know that Jesus, the Lord, will dance in the fire with us. He's going to go through every situation as long as we learn to stay in. Second Chronicles 
chapter 20, verse 1, and it came to pass after they also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Jehoshaphat looked out and saw an army that was much larger than he was. An army that to the physical eyes could defeat him and overthrow him in minutes, not days. An army that every betting man would choose over Israel every single time. And as he looked over this army, and he realized what they were wanting to do to him, and remembering what the Lord had spoke to him, he says, we're going to approach this in a different way. We could bow ourselves down. We could run and hide. Or in this moment, we could come together and fast and pray. That's all I know how to do. I don't know how to deal with the situation. But before we leave this spot, we're going to fast and we're going to pray about it. If the Lord wants to give us over to them, that's fine. That's His will. But if He wants us to win, that's what we want. So before we make an emotional decision, before we do something out of line, we're going to stand. And we're going to pray. And we're going to fast. Because before I move from this place, I want the will of God in my life. I want to make sure I hear what thus saith the Lord about this situation. What is the Lord speaking to you right now? What are we taking the time to do when things come against us? It's easy to run. It's easy to hide. But something happens when we hold our ground and say, God, I'm going to bring it to you. Because I have to know without a shadow of a doubt, I'm making the right decision. Because the next step, the next decision could be life-changing, could be life-altering, and we can't let that go. So they begin to pray, and they begin to fast. Jehoshaphat hears from the Lord, Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 16 through 22, Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and he shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. He looked at them. Verse 17, you shall not need to fight in this battle, but set yourselves. Stand ye still. I want you to go present yourself to this enemy, but I just want you to stand. Don't go at them. Don't mock them. Don't make fun of them. Don't do anything. But I want you to present yourself to them, and I want you to stand. When I've done everything else, I can stand. The simplest thing that we can do, the revelation, amen, that you're looking for right now, isn't, amen, in the self-help book, isn't in the online preacher, isn't in somebody's whispering in your ear, but it's to stand still. Listen to what the Lord is wanting to do. Stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord. Sounds familiar for what we just read. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. Stand. Tomorrow, go out against them. For the Lord. Because you stood and you prayed in your fast, the Lord is going to be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head and his face on the ground. And all Jude and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites of the children of the Kohites and of the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel 
with a loud voice on high. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekiah. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood. I stood. And he said, hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. So shall ye be established before his prophets. So shall ye prosper. Because we prayed. Because we consulted. And when he had consulted with the people, he had appointed singers unto the Lord. And that should praise the beauty of holiness. Everybody else says they should be preparing for battle. They should be preparing for failure. They should be preparing for defeat. But Jehoshaphat says, no, we prayed about it. We fasted about it. We stood our ground. We're going to prepare for worship. We're going to prepare for praise. We're going to prepare to give God all the praise and glory and honor he deserves. I know what it looks like right now. But we're not going to be afraid of it. We're not going to run from it. But we're going to stand here and worship. We're going to stand here and praise. We're going to stand here and show the Lord that we mean business. We're going to stand and let the enemy know that it doesn't matter what you come against us with. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Come on, sometimes all you can do is stand in your pew and lift up holy hands and worship and magnify the Lord and praise the beauty of holiness. And as they went out before the army to say, praise the Lord. For his mercy endureth forever. And they begin to sing and to praise. The Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Because the people of God says, we're not going to be afraid, but we're going to stand. If we can stand all across this house tonight. We can live in a place of fear. We can live in a place that we run. Or we can learn to stand until the Lord gives us direction. Until the Lord gives us clarity. Now, once the Lord gives you clarity, once, once the Lord gives you confirmation, then you move. But until that way opens up, but God, if I keep going forwards, there's no way out. I still want you to stand here. Because for the Israelites standing against the Red Sea, it wasn't their, their time to move yet. Maybe it's not your time to move in this place. Maybe you need to hang on a second. Maybe you need to think some things over before you rush to judgment. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 6 through 8, the voice said, cry, and he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all the goodliness thereof is of the flower of the field. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, because the Spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it. Surely the people is grass. People we look to, people we depend on, our feelings, our flesh, it's grass, it's flowers. The Lord blows on it and it moves away. It withers. Verse 8, the grass withereth, the flower fadeth. But the Word word when everything else goes away when everything else comes and goes the word of our God shall stand forever 
Because when you stand, you're not just standing for yourself. You're not standing with your own ability. But you're standing on a word that's never been defeated. You're standing with the promise that's yea and amen. You're standing with the God that's been here always and will always be here. He was the same yesterday, today, and forever. He changes not. And His word and His voice does not change. If we'll close our eyes all across this place. Human nature is to keep moving and to keep searching for a way. But the nature of God says there's moments to stand. We know that Jesus is the chief cornerstone of our relationship with Him. That chief cornerstone, once it's put in there and established, it's not moved. But everything else is built around it. So what are you standing on right now? Are you standing on your own desires? Are you standing on your own will, your wants? Are you walking down your own path? Or are you allowing the Word of God to be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path? What are you allowing God to show you? What are you allowing God to reveal to you? If you could just pray just for a couple moments. I don't know what everybody's going through. I know we're all in different phases. But I do know we're facing trials. I do know there's several facing tribulations. And it would be easy to handle this your own way. It would be easy to handle this like the world tells you to handle it. But I believe the most important thing we can do in this moment before making the decision is to stand and to pray and to seek the face of God. Because what I've found is when you stand and you pray, that in the middle of chaos, God will give you direction through peace. He'll bring you a calm in the middle of your storm, in the middle of your nightmare. He'll bring you comfort. And it's in that revelation that He'll begin to speak to you. Brother Maupin talked about it when the Lord was speaking to Elijah. Why are you here in this cave? There was a loud noise. There were winds. There were fires. All these great things took place. But as Elijah stood there, after the chaos, there came a still, small voice that spoke. spoke. Maybe what you need to wait for right now is that still, small voice to speak. Come on, take a few moments and pray. Whatever situation you're going through. Whatever trial, whatever decision you're waiting to make, whatever you need clarity on, take it to the Lord right now. Say, God, I want to stand right here. I want to stand right here until I know, until I know I have the right answer. I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. I'm going to get into your will because I'm not moving here until I know I make the right move. Lord, in the name of Jesus, God, I know there's craziness going on around us. I know there's all kinds of storms. Life is happening. Seasons, God, of unfortunate events are taking place. God, but I pray, Lord, you'd put a peace upon this people right now. God, that we would have the courage, the strength, the stand to know that you're going to answer, God, if we'll stand, if we'll listen, if we'll pray. If we'll take heed to your voice and to your direction. 
if we'll remember the promises, if we'll get ourselves in the right direction, you're not going to leave us. You're not going to forsake us. You're going to be there through everything that we go through. Lord, we love you. We praise you, Father. God, we love you, Jesus. Quinn, I wonder right now if you would link up with somebody. We're not going to tarry too long tonight. 